One song choice this week wasn't Hello, you're with Adrianosaurus uh, Wild Thing I had to do a song about him He's bowling the big heat, isn't he? And he's jagged a five-wicket haul Even though he wasn't the top scorer of the round I couldn't resist myself at the song lover To do Wild Thing But there you go Hello everybody, welcome to the show Heading to round seven of the BBL And look, I'll, I want to cover just a nice quick one On how I did for the round How the rank's going It's not good, I'll just let you know uh, I've gone pear-shaped since New Year's. I did warn everybody that I could go pear-shaped over New Year's and last week, I'm sorry I didn't podcast, but I had a big large New Year's and I straight captured Matt Short in the first round. He was on a single which really put the kibosh on my season. I was in 50th until that point so I was having a ripping year, consistent year. Matt Short, captain in the first game from last round, dropped me back to 500. So I was chasing me tail a bit to sort of go back in and, and have a good week. I didn't actually really have a good week to be honest last round. Um, I've dropped spots again, but look, let's just go through that sort of stuff. We'll go through uh, just a little bit of a reflect on some of the top scorers from last round. We'll have a look into this next round seven. There's quite a few teams on doubles, so there's going to be lots of really great options, a lot of different teams as well that you can go up against. Um, look, for me, I probably now, I'll give you the ranking score. It was 977. Um, now, that was with Matt Short as captain too, so can you imagine how shit the rest of my team was. Um, I didn't really get many great scores outside of Matt Short, to be honest. Um, and look, I'll take it because, you know, if it wasn't for him, I'd be in, in dire straits. Uh, I went down 350 spots. I mean, in uh, 851 uh, overall, which is in the top 1,000, and I'll accept it. And look, I am playing a lot of cashies head-to-heads as well, so I'm going to try to concentrate on those a little bit and just, just keep on 
trudging on, getting the best score I can every week, you know, trying to make moves and, you know, be a wild thing when it comes to the way I play Supercoach. Anyway, so let's have a look at the um, round that was. Yeah, for me, I didn't finish with a good score. I'll have to accept that. Um, Matt Short included, um, you know, with his 528 as captain. Uh, look, my next best score was Hardy with 84 over the double. Now, that is, that's some dire straights, really. Nothing else sort of landed. Look, I was up against uh, Maxi, great man from the Playbook podcast there, and he had a full team of doubles, which is good planning. Um, but look, he only got me by 100 points, you know? So um, I can accept that. I try to look at the silver linings, and it was only a little small drop. And for, you know, dropping 800 spots, you can make them in a week if you nail a you know, another move. And if I had a better team sort of set up last week and some of the other stuff sort of landed better for me in, in trades, uh, having Matt Short as the captain could have made a huge difference. And what it did do was actually save me from a huge drop on the ladder. So, look, I'm going to take the silver linings. I'm going to look onto this week and just try to finish off the last couple of rounds the best I can. Um, we'll talk talk about um, my trades and, and, and what my strategy is, obviously, going into this round. I'm pretty much loose and just trying to do my best, really. Um, but we'll have a look at that. I'll have a look at the trade trends. I'll give you my yays and nays. Um, and we'll go to the VC and C for me this week. Um, as it stands currently, uh, that'll be it. Nice and short and sweet. So let's move it on. I'm your host, Adrianosaurus, and welcome to tonight's news. All right, and even though the song was all about the wild thing with his big five wickets, it was all about Matt Short. He was the guy, and if you captained him, um, you're smart, like me, because he was the guy of the round with his 264 total points. Laurie Evans is somebody who was cheap as chips, and people took a punt on him. He is um, only 3.9% owned, and I'm sure people would have taken that 169, the second top scorer of the round. Lance Morris with a nice, juicy 164 for the round. Uh, with that five-wicket haul, was pretty nice. Chris Lee has been in very good form, 132 over the double. That was, you know, Maxi had him in his team, which I thought was a good pick. Inglis as well with 125 over the double is nice and solid. And with them on a double again, he could be somebody that you're looking for as well. Um, Thornton was good, um, 1.5% owned. He came in um, late for them. I don't know why he didn't start the season, probably out of form or whatever, but he's been in good form uh, recently. He's averaging 50 for the for the year and he's a uh, couple of games he's had. Paul Walter on a single was good. He's probably going to be a big target for people um, this week. He's, he's, he's got a really terrific role in their team. Um, Aaron Hardy um, was was good and solid, but not 100, not, not double digits in a double game. Um, 84 for him, but you'll still take it, won't you, if you're me and you're, you're getting bloody 20s from everyone else. Uh, Jack Edwards was good, I told you. He's, he's an up-and-comer and I think he's having a breakout year. 77 for him and Sam Hain. You know, he's not having great average for the year of 20 points, but he was good in that round uh, with a 10. I should mention just a couple of guys there, 11 and 12. And Overton um, was good over the double for him, not 100, but still 72 is one of the sort of better scoring ones you could have had. And he's had a very good year, hasn't he? Uh, Andrew Ty, um, solid as well. You know, that's what I mean. He gets 40s every game, so you probably get 80 over the round. You got 72. Um, so look, you know, um, someone like Jai, for instance, he only got 65 over the double, and he's not quite the Jai we know and love. But um, a lot of these guys are going to be targets that we go into the next week. Some really disappointing ones, mate. Oh, I know. I mean, you know... 
Decock, I played him in his last bloody game. Good on you, Decock. What a fail that bloody season in the Big Bash was. Chaudry, I took him this week because I liked his role. Zach Crawley, extremely disappointing over the double. Uh, and, and, you know, apart from that early blustering innings that he's had, he's been rubbish. No one's going to bring him in. Now, 11% of us own him. Uh, um, yeah, you know, there was a few in there that weren't the most terrific scorers of the round. You know, if you went for uh, Cooper Connolly and you played him and you got 48 over the double, if you were someone that at 200K, you were loving, you know, he's 21% owned. Barrett Orford, he doesn't get picked in the second game, gets a rest. That's always a possibility. Sam Whiteman came in and swooped from the clouds. And, you know, luckily he didn't hurt too many people that got a, a late sort of pick of him um, in your teams. But, yeah, Jai Richardson surprised me. Um, you know, only averaging 32 for the year. So I don't know if he's going to be a big target for people this week, is he? Uh, anyway, so that was the sort of round that was. Hey, let's move on. And, you know, I already talked about the things that, you know, when didn't go well for me. But let's have a look um, at the next sort of, um, you know, segment, which is going to be the trade trends. Around the ground. All right, let's have a bit of a geese at the old trade trends. I'll tell you whether I like it or I don't like it and why. Number one on the list is Paul Walter, um, and it makes total sense to me because the role in his team is terrific. He's having a very good year. Um, you can get a VC on a, on a Brisbane Heat player as well, and just that prime role. Um, you know, he's got a 101 uh, as, and, and a 152 and an 86 in there. I think it's pretty safe betting that he's got um, some scores in him. So it makes total sense, and, and look, there's a few people that I really want um, for this round, Paul Walter would probably be top of the list for me. Uh, number two on the list is Laurie Evans. Now, this is one that I'm going to just query a tiny little bit. It's not the worst one in the world, but um, look, he's gone up a big uh, you know, amount of money since his starting price, and he's got a nice negative break even. Um, look, it was 169 in in this round, um, and look, in round three, um, it was a 59. If he gets a go, he's usually pretty good, but I feel like it could be... It's not chasing points, is it? Because he's going off into a double, but I, I just know that there's some that I prefer. Let's just say it like that. But if you have only got 111,000, yeah, you can take a punt. But I still don't think, while I thought he was a decent pick for 60 bucks, 60,000, I don't know if I think he's a, the best buy this week for 111,000, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, just based on his last sort of hit, it's not always going to come off like that bloody 80 of 20 balls or whatever. So uh, outside of that, and he could do it again. Yes, he's an X-Factor player. That's for damn sure. But I just don't think at 111, he's somebody I will be targeting. I missed him, but I don't think I will be grabbing him. So I can't say I love it 100%. Now, number three on the list is Chris Jordan. I must be honest. I haven't looked at a lot of Hobart Hurricanes, Chaudry and McDermott and that, but I haven't had a look at Jordan. Um, look, you know, he's he's, he's an all-rounder. He's bowling, batting, and, and he's a gun field. But I don't know if I'm... Oh, he's, he's got a one good score, really. Really, his 69s are right, I suppose. But um, look, it is a double. It was 26 last round, and I just don't know if I really love the pick either. But everyone's grabbing him. I'm not. I'll just put it like that. Number three on the list. Oh, sorry, number four on the list is Ben McDermott. Uh, it wasn't really there for him last round, but if you're looking at an X Factor, you know, that, there's my point. I would probably take Ben McDermott. 
Um, you know, Matt, Matty Wade's got the back problems. I don't know if he's going to be back this week, but if he if he's not, I mean, he'll take the gloves. Um, and I think he's warming up in the tournament. You know, there was an 83 into a 35. Now, that's nothing to write home about, but if you've got thoughts about somebody that could hurt you this round, he's definitely one of them. So could Laurie Evans, but um, if I were grabbing, you know... One of the two, I'd probably just grab uh, McDermott mine for, for mine. He, he's got that handy wicketkeeper spot as well, so he can set it up for loops and stuff. So, um, and would I grab you know Jordan over McDermott? There, there's an interesting quandary because you know if you're somebody that's bowl centric, yeah, I'd probably you know maybe go go in so Jordan instead of McDermott. But look, the X factor thing, and I already own Ben McDermott. I took him a couple of rounds ago, so I can live with having him in there. But um, look, those buys. Uh, you know, I would probably skip personally Laurie Evans and Chris Jordan because I've got other names that I like more. But yes, Tall Paul is in Ado's trade players for this week. Lance Morris, um, look, he's been brought in by people after his ripping round last round and, and Ado even thought of using him for the song. How could you not? Wild thing. But anyway, um, look... The only thing I'm going to say about him is I do worry with him playing both games there. So Berendorf's going to come back in. Are they going to rest high or Richardson? You know, um, yeah, he, he, there's my question. Is is he going to play both games? If he does, he doesn't need it. You know, he bloody ripped in five wickets in one game there. But I just say buyer beware this is my only problem because they do have... Um, you know, backups, and, and and maybe they just give him a rest because he does bowl at a clip, doesn't he? So that's my point is I just worry about bringing him in if he's going to play both games. Maybe it's enough in one game. Maybe he does play two games and you, you absolutely kill it. Um, but that's my only concern with him. I haven't got him on mine, even though that seems like crazy. He's 179000 now. Expensive. I'm going to have to skip him just because of my main worry about is he due a rest now because he played both. And they've got a really, you know, large clump of games in a short space of time. So they've got to rest someone, haven't they? Uh, Josh Inglis. Now, he's 161,900. He is really well-owned at 40%, and he's been really coming good, I must say, uh, in recent times. He's uh, 125 that over that round. We mentioned him. Um, look, I think he comes in. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing. See, if you've got 40K, don't get Laurie Evans. Get bloody Inglis instead, I think. It's a better role, and keepers are important. Um, look, a couple other names here that are in the trade plans for people. Colin Munro, he was very good on the last double, wasn't he, or whatever, for them. Um, he's not had much to talk about since then Colin um but look he you know if you want to have oh that's it that's it Colin Munro you know Josh Inglis Ben McDermott Laurie Evans if you want someone to take a tickle out as a you know as a bench loop or whatever I can understand it because all of those guys on their day can be bloody amazing so I'm not going to I'm not going to poo-poo anyone too hard for it. Now, number eight on the list is somebody I actually have, um, you know, eyes on as a possibility of a trade, and that's Xavier Bartlett. He costs two hundred one thousand one hundred. He's a pretty penny, but we've got a one fifty-six, a forty-seven, a one hundred seven, and a thirty-seven. Now, there is my thought. He's not going to hurt you too bad because he does have a happy knack of taking a wicket, doesn't he? Um, and there's no bad scores in that whole year, and some very, very good scores. So, in my view, Paul. Walter is right up there with um, something that everybody should be considering for a trading. But I've decided instead of going for Lance Morris, um, you know, Colin Munro, a bat, bat one, I'm going to go for Bartlett, bowling, um, you know, all-rounder really because he can tonk a few runs as well, Bartlett. Um, but look, he's just been 
you know, having a good year, I think, for scoring, and I'm going to be taking him at 201,000. I think he should be traded by more than he is at um, only 330 trades. Oh, no, round changes. 711 people have traded him in. Uh, look, you've got Matt Kuhneman in there. He's out of 55,000. Matt Kuhneman, but look, he's having a pretty good year too, actually, when you look at his scores, 119, 25, 74, 70. So, it's... Based on scoring alone, you can't argue too hard against Bartlett or Kuderman. You can probably against Mudro. Josh Brown is a bit of that X factor. So, yeah, if your persuasion is Josh Brown or Munro or McDermott, uh, Laurie Evans, take your pick. Because, hey, it's just like shooting fish, man. We just don't know who's going to come off in the round. Now, let's keep moving along just quickly. Nice and quickly, let's move others. Um, Maxwell, he is a ripping player. Um, it, obviously, you're in terrific shape in your team because you can make luxury trades like that. But he's an absolute monster for when he's on. Um, it's a 73, a 72, a 150, a 251. He's bowling, he's batting, he's fielding, he's Glenn Maxwell, he's on. So I'm not going to tell anyone not to go Maxi. I've got him in there with the emergency on him because he, he's either hit or miss. He's been hitting a lot, so he's probably due a miss in my opinion. But anyway, Sam Hain, look, I'm not going to... I'm not you. If you haven't got enough money to do anything decent, it was a 76 last round, but it was a 3, a 0, a 14, and an 11 before that. So he's warmed up. Last week was his career game. So, no, I'm going to say no to it, and I'm going to say no to Corey Anderson. Nisa, um, you know, he's somebody who we know how good he is in the past. We've got a 105 in round one to remind us of how good he is. I don't mind this as a little smoky. You know, if you don't like Munro, go Nisa. Um, look, it was 20s and 30s outside of that 105, and I, I reckon he's underpriced for what what kind of quality of player he is. So I don't mind that, and I just think that could be a little move for people in there. Michael Nisa, cheapest chips for him, uh, 148. Now, Sam Whiteman, 65,000. Um, look, he didn't have the most sterling round in the world um, there for the Scorchers, and they can't, had a loss as well, so is he going to get picked? That's my only worry there. Tim David, the role's not good enough, really, in my opinion. Nathan Ellis. Now, we've got a double for the Hurricanes here. His average has probably been down on previous four. He had a minus one in there in round two. So you got a 43, a 52, a 36, a 23, and 34. So, um, you know, at 120,000, you know, who, who people are going, um, you know, who's a 120 in there? People are going Josh Brown or McDermott. If you want to just trust bowlers, I just reckon at 120K. The 120K for Nathan Ellis, one of the best bowlers of all time, in recent time, in T20s, especially a death bowling and, and you know, captain of the team. So I reckon um, he's due, is what I want to say. 120K. He's due. Over the two rounds, he's got to score 100. What a bargain. I've got to have a look at me funds and see if I can afford it. McSween Dog. Um, very good player, I think. Um, holds them together in there. A 98 and outside of that, nothing too excited. I won't be going for him. Um, Harry Nielsen makes no sense to me at all. And Spencer Johnson at 113,000. He's got some swag. I might have to have a look at him as well. 30, 30, 67, 34. 113,000 for him. He looks, he's got a great head of hair on him too. Maybe on the hair alone, I've got to tr- trade him in. 
Chaudhry, look, Chaudhry, um, 113,000. The role in the team looks pretty good. He didn't bowl, I think he bowled a couple of overs, and, and there wasn't much for the bat as well. Um, look, there's a couple of decent scores in there, and if you've got 113,000, I don't hate that Caleb Jewell pick either, actually, because he's on a double, and he just hasn't fired um, really this season. He's got a 67, a 50, and a 51. The other ones, and it is hit and miss, have not worked out well for him, but I've liked the way he's looked. I've liked the way he's hit him. So I don't mind him as a pick if you're going to go bat-centric. But, hey, you're going to go him, John O'Brown. You're going to go Ben McDermott. You might as well go whoever you bloody want because it could be any of them. It could be none of them, <laughs> you know. But I don't mind him as a little bit of a smoky old dangerous pick as well. Now, I want to rank him in my top five then because there's multiple teams to choose from. And I want to talk about who I think are the top picks, if you don't have them, the top five options for this round. Number one on the list is Tall Paul. Now, Tall Paul has an absolutely delicious role in the team. They love him there at the Brisbane Heat. He's doing really well. He costs you one ninety-five, and he's got to be in your team if you don't own him. That's my opinion. Number two on the list is going to be Xavier Bartlett, in my opinion. 201,000. I told you the scores out that he's had this year. Not a bad one in him, really. 37. I'll take it. I'll take it, mate, with me 20s. Uh, look, and I just reckon Heat, um, Roll, he, he's got a good role. Paul Walter's got a good role. Obviously, I'm excluding Aaron Hardy because he is, what's he at? Ownership wise, half the game owed him. So I'm just not going to. If I didn't have him, I'd probably crap in this round as well. But I'd probably grab Bartlett and Paul Walter for this round ahead of Aaron Hardy, I must say. So he's not on my list of top five. Now, let's move it on down. I want to say number three on the list um, is probably going to be um, Josh Inglis. Now, it doesn't always make sense for you to knock, uh, to go, you know, bat. You know, versus bowl, because a lot of us like a bowl-centric player. But Josh Inglis has really hit form, and he's a terrific keeper. 161,000. It was terrific over the last round. So, you know, 50, 99, 125. One fail this year. I just reckon he's primed for a really big double, in my opinion. So there's my top three. What would I say as a number four? If I didn't own, um, I'd probably be concerned about not going into this round with either, you know, a Berendorf, a Ty. I don't know if I'd chase Richardson. Ty's been, um, you know, probably down by his standards, but it's been pretty solid scoring for him, 43, 46, 93, 72. So one of those I want to have in there. Now, there's never a guarantee if it's going to be Lance Morris for both games, Berendorf for both games, or Ty. So um, for me, it's one of them. You know, like if Lance Morris played both games, he'd definitely be next on my list for the one to grab. Um, you know, next to Bartlett, Paul, Walter, and, and uh, Inglis. So if he plays both games, I'd love him. If it was Andrew Ty playing both of the games without a rest, um, I'd be picking him. Get one of those in there, in my opinion. And look, I'm not going to um, poo-poo uh, in my fifth pick somebody like um, Nisa, Munro, or Kuderman. Kuderman's been having a very good year. Munro is one of those X-Factor type of guys, and at 150, I think he's affordable. Nisa um, is somebody at 148. Now, I don't, I haven't mentioned people like Matty Wade. Why? Back problems. Don't even know if he's going to actually be right to 
go for the next game. Mac Wright, um, I am not going to myself, but um, look, I just feel like for him, the 108 was the outlier. It's more like 50. You know, it was only an eight last game, so I'm going to go where the, the points are. Berendorf's been having a terrific season. Um, I said tie or the wild thing if, if, if they were available, but Berendorf's had a 108, a 113, a 46, and a 44. Now, he has just had a rest as well, so... Um, if you're going to believe that he gets a rest and that means that he's going to be picked for both the games, I reckon he's a perfectly good pick at 179. Would you go him uh, or would you go Barlett? You know, I just know Barlett's going to play both games, surely. So, and Paul Walter, you know, that's what I mean. I'm just going to take ones that are a bit more assured, assured uh, of, of getting the run and not getting a rest. So that's where I sort of reckon on the top five. What are my trades? Well, I'm not actually just going all the people on the doubles because, yes, um, I want to have a setup for loops on my bench. I want to be able to be able to loop in a score if I like it. So I'm trying to keep non-playing reserves and stuff there. So my trades are a little kooky. Now, it should be mentioned that we've got three teams on the double. You've got the Brisbane Heat, who are having a terrific year. You've got the Perth Scorchers that have one of the best lineups, but come with resting fears. And the Hobart Hurricanes are going like a bastard. <laughs> you know, not 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 the best in the world. But, yeah, um, look, you have them on the double as well, and there's a few really decent options for them. Now, my um, trades at the moment are this. I have sold Jake Fraser-McGurk. Now, he's having a perfectly good season, Jake, and he's all hit and miss, and he's an X-factor, but he's on the buy this round. I'm going to get rid of him. Will Sutherland's out on the buy. 147000 is very useful money to me, uh, and I'm going to ping off uh, Jamie Overton. Now, people say, why didn't you get rid of DeCock? Well, you know, I'm getting rid of DeCock. De um, you know, I'm keeping DeCock there because he's like a really expensive, not really, really expensive. He's only 120K, but he's an NPR and I can move you around in my keeper position. So I'm just choosing to sell a bat only and basically keeping someone that I can pick as bat and keeper. That's the only reason Quentin's in my team, even though he's gone from the Big Bash. And thank goodness, because he had a rubbish bloody tournament, didn't he? Now, my ins are these. Paul Walter, tall Paul's in the team. Um, and I want to go Bartlett as well. Bowling, centric, Ferrado, all-rounder type ones. I'm going to grab them. And look, I've got in there with Josh Can. I hope he doesn't get picked. But anyway, I've just got an NPR and I've got somebody who's a bat and bowl because I want to be able to get a look at me benches. So let's have a look at the lineup. Now, look, Sam Harper obviously had, and, and hearts and thoughts go out with him. He obviously copped an, uh, a, a head knot there in, in training. Our best wishes and thoughts go with him that he makes a full recovery and it hasn't been too bad for him. Uh, all the best for you, Sam. Now, he's going to be on my um, starting lineup and I'm going to have Ben McDermott on the double on the bench. Now, that just gives Gives me obviously if my VC comes off, uh, you know I can just get get the points. Um, Sam Harper, I was not going to get picked for this round. Um, ben McDermott on the bench. Now I've got Aaron Hardy there set up in the bat. I've got Paul Walter, one of my nice new juicy trades, uh, nearly averaging seventy for the year. Paul Walter's in there. He's got the VC on him actually for me at the minute. Darcy Short, I've got him just set up um, at the start in the starting lineup. Maybe I should make it Cooper Connolly. Let's have a look. Yeah, all right. So Cooper Connolly is he can he can be in there. Um, Paul Walter. I've got the cock set up to start in my lineup. Um, Zach Crawley, very disappointing in the double last round. Can't do anything about it now. But I've got him in there. I've got him in the starting lineup. And obviously, I just made that late change. I'm going to go Cooper Connolly in my starting lineup. Now on the bench, I've got the, the big show, Maxi. Now it's it's hit and miss, and it's all been hit pretty much in recent times. But I. Still 
still no better than to just put him on your starting lineup. I want to have him on the bench there, ready for a loop. Now, I'm either going to definitely get him with DeCock in my starting lineup. Now, if Maxi fails, I'm just going to play Darcy short. Now, that's not ideal because he's um, basically hasn't been going as good in recent times. But, um, look, it's a 94-65-50-56 for him for this year, which is pretty good, you know, when you think about it. So, yeah, Maxwell fails. I'll just put Darcy Short in for DeCock. If Maxwell goes well, I leave as is. Now, in my bowlers, i got Matt Short. What a weapon. He didn't even get a song. You just run out of songs. You could just think about Matt Short every bloody week, couldn't you? Anyway, i got him in there. Bartlett. Brought in the Bartlett. He's in my team in the starting line. AJ Ty had him for last round. Richardson, bit bit disappointing for, for him by his lofty standards. But he's in there. Uh, and I've got Chaudry as well uh, on the starting lineup. Now, Chaudry, not a good score last round of 22, but it's a pretty good role in the team. Um, and there's been a couple of decent enough scores in there. So on the bench for me, Stoyd, who's been in recent decent form, he's going to be on the bench. So I don't trust the stars, even though they've been in recent good forms. So I don't trust the Stoin and I don't trust Maxi even though I should because he's been having a ripping year but Stoin's been good recently I'm going to have him on the bench uh, Josh Can is my other one he was one of my recent trades enough so basically I have an ability to take a Stoin or a Maxwell if I like their scores um, obviously um, you know there's who do I pull out if, if they go off? Obviously, I've got to cock on field, so that's a nice, easy transaction but who would I take out if Stoinis went off really well? It'd probably be you know, Chaudry would be the reality because I'd rather just play Matt Short on a single, you know, because he's too much of a weapon. So that's that's where I'd be going. Um, you know, I really think that that's pretty much it, isn't it? I want to get on there and watch the bloody cricket. Hopefully Australia can uh, bowl these pack studies out and uh, Candice can go and hide Warner's baggy greens again so that we can have another narrative that makes everyone happy. And, you know, Warner's going to go out and get a 50 in real quick time hurry and he's... Baggy Greens got lost again by some person who stole them and then they came in on a hovercraft to return to him just as he was there go out and bat and win Australia the test with his quick fire 50 to save the day. Oh, <laughs> good luck, everybody, into this round. Hey, it's a real great, great round with lots of teams on the doubles. Get your loop set up. Have a crack. Have some fun. Have some fun, lads and ladettes. Uh, lovely talking to you and I'll talk to you again soon.